Hey, I'm Kaylee, nurse, coach, mama, and I am so glad that you're here. The Mindful Method Podcast is your weekly dose of holistic mental health support. Each week, I share empowering tips for life and motherhood, the power of the mind, how to nourish our bodies, and most of all, I want you to know that there is hope. Join me on this journey as we walk through the ups and downs of life, and know that you're not alone. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mindful Method podcast. Today, I have Lindsay Morgan Snyder on the show. Lindsay is an author, podcast host, and content creator currently working on something fun and juicy for television. I'm excited to see what that is. As a former marketing expert, ghostwriter, and leadership consultant, Lindsay brings creativity, humor, and personal development to the table. Lindsay's fascination with personal development goes back to her childhood interest in Zig Ziglar beginning around age nine. With a natural talent and ease towards others, adult Lindsay began a successful dance company and simultaneously worked as the director of marketing for an advertising vendor. Quickly, she was elected to the board of directors for the American Marketing Association. Everything changed for Lindsay after meeting Jesus at age 31. She switched gears to use her skills and talents in the Christian leadership space, and in the process, Lindsay inadvertently began working for one of the biggest names in the personal development space, John C. Maxwell. Lindsay consulted with organizations on a global event focused on building leaders worth following called Chick-fil-A LeaderCast. LeaderCast put Lindsay in close proximity to the best leaders, authors, and thinkers in the world. During this time, she was inspired by how much God wanted his kids back. She told God she wanted to be a missionary and would go anywhere. To her surprise, God didn't call her to Africa like she had thought he would. Instead, he said, I need missionaries in Hollywood. I want to see people saved, healed, and delivered in creative ways. Her now Hollywood-based podcast features Christian artists in and around Hollywood having honest, vulnerable conversations about inner healing and personal growth. Lindsay, I just think that's so amazing bringing this to Hollywood. That's just, (laughs) that's so cool. Um, Thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yeah, so there's a lot to your story. I'd like to hear the beginnings, I guess, from, I mean, it started back when you were a kid, but um, tell us a little bit more about your story and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't life a journey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reading that. And I was like, my friend helped me write that bio, you know? And sometimes you're like, wow, that's so well-written, <laughs> That wasn't, <laughs> but it's all true. Um, so that's really cool. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have put it all together until lately, to be honest. You know how like when you're a kid and and you know, there's little moments of like how God created you, but you don't really realize that they are different or unique from other people until you become an adult. And then you start to realize like, oh, wow, I really like these certain things, but not everybody likes these certain things. Maybe these are gifts God gave me, you know? And uh, so I think that was something that I probably realized a lot later in life. I'm in my forties now. And I, I wouldn't say that I quite saw the whole picture until pretty recently, to be honest, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always tell this part of the story, but I was like a business person stuck inside a creative person's body. 
So half my family were entrepreneurs in business. The other half of my family were just super, super creative people, like very creative. And, uh, and, you know, I came from a small town. So in a small town, it's kind of hard to make a, a good living being creative. It just kind of is, you know, you can do it, but it's hard, you know, but in business, it seemed like, well, that's, you know, that seems like a way to make money. So I went to school for, you know, business and um, got out and worked in business for a while and loved it. Honestly, I worked in the creative side of business. So I worked in marketing and then in sales with people. I, I love people and uh, was doing great, honestly. And I did meet Jesus at 31, which, you know, when you're 31, you're like, I'm an adult. I have totally figured out life that is, you know, and then to like run smack dab into something that completely changes, like everything you thought about life. You're like, I have no idea about life actually, <laughs> you know, and it kind of like turns you around and you go in a completely different direction. And that's what happened with me. And, uh, I ended up like, did not even seek it out. Really. It was just totally God. I ended up working for the organization you spoke of. Um, I didn't know anything about John Maxwell. I had no idea who he was, uh, but I start, you know, got to start like listening to all his content because I was selling it, you know? And so I'm like listening to all his content and, and then I'm getting to listen to these amazing speakers. And, and then our company had a, a Christian side of it. So it was the John Maxwell one wasn't really like super faith-based. Um, he, you know, speaks to people of all faiths and stuff about leadership. But we had this other side of our company that was very Christian-based and it was a Christian leadership company. We had the best speakers in Christianity come speak at this global event. I am a brand new Christian and I'm sitting there listening to the best of the best. And I'm just like kind of blown away. Like it was just like, I don't even know. Like it was so funny of God just to be like, I'm gonna plop her right in here and let her hear all of this. <laughs> And, and not only that, but I, um, I suddenly had this like whole new, like little Christian, like family around me, you know, the, cause all the people that worked in this company were Christian. So I had like, you know, just like older women who were so wise about the Lord. And then people that were younger than me that were way wiser about the Lord than I was people of different denominations, people of different, you know, beliefs. And it was so fascinating to me. It was like going to like boot camp for Christianity, you know? Um, and so that really just kind of kept me, God probably knew Lindsay needs like some bumpers in her life. You know what I mean? Like she needs to be really snuggled into this or she'll get like off and do other things. And so I feel like he really did kind of zip me in there. And, you know, I just loved, like, I love inspiration. I love encouraging people. I, I love it. I love God. So it was, it was, it was kind of a mesh up of all the things I love. Um, and then like you read in the bio, I feel like God at one point said to me, um, Atlanta, because I lived in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, he said, Atlanta is not your ending spot, Lindsay. And I thought, oh, okay. You know, and I was so submitted to God because he changed my life. You know, he just freed me from all this heavy stuff I used to live under. And so I just was like, whatever you want, God, you know? And I said, I'll be, a, I want to be a missionary. I want to tell people about you, God, because you're so amazing. You're so amazing. You've helped me so much. I'll go anywhere. And I literally thought he was going to say Africa and I was ready to say yes. And he said, I need missionaries in Hollywood. And I thought, what? Like, I didn't even watch movies. Like I had no context for Hollywood. I had no interest in it. Um, but God had already kind of shown me I was a creative person stuck inside a business person's body. So long story short, as he does, he brought me here eight years ago uh, to LA 
and it's been kind of a crazy adventure. I'll be honest. It's not all been rainbows and puppy dogs, but, but I, I know I'm where I'm supposed to be and, uh, and he's opening up new doors and it's really, it's exciting. And I just, it's fun, you know, to be where he wants you is, can be really fun. So <laughs> that's a little bit of a story. <laughs> I love that. That's so amazing. And you obviously just like, we're so open to wherever he calls you to go and <laughs> now you're here and that's that's so awesome um can you tell us I will put this information in the description for our listeners as well but can you tell us about your book or maybe you have more than one book but tell us about what you're up to right now yeah absolutely so when I got here to LA, I still had my job, my, my, my same uh, job. And I was in sales, so I could work from anywhere. And uh, about, gosh, how long was it? About nine months in, I felt the Lord have me leave my job and, and trust him. Now, that wasn't something I'd ever done. You know what I mean? I always like had a career, like, you know, had money coming in, like all of that. So this is kind of a new adventure when he's like, I want you to just like, step away and trust me. I thought that meant for like a month, you know, but that ended up being like seven years. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But in that time, he was like, Linz, um, I want you to like start charging people for, for your writing. Cause I had written a blog for, I mean, 10 years. Well, at that point I'd written a blog for probably six years. I would write during my lunch break during my sales job. And I felt like, you know, God was like, I want you to start charging people for your writing. I want you to put yourself out there as a freelance writer. So I did that. And, um, and I ended up ghostwriting a couple books for people, which is way harder than it sounds. Um, and, and then, and then God said, I want you to write your own book. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, it took me four years, <laughs> takes other, took oh, me yeah. four months to write someone else's book, took me four years to write my own just because of things like fear and, you know, that stuff that gets in our way when we're trying to move forward. And, um, and so I wrote the book called letting love in how God renews relationships by crushing your inner critic. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of a narrative. Um, but it also is, is kind of self-helpy because I love my self-help, you know, I love my personal development, mm -hmm. also a little bit narrative based out of my own story. And it talks about like the 10 lies that keep us from love. So lies like fear, rejection, unworthiness, um, abandonment, worry, and, and I just talk really openly about it. And, and I thought it was super deep, you know, and, and people are like, your book's so funny, Lindsay. And I'm like, funny? I'm like, it's supposed to be like deep and healing. They're like, it is healing, but it's funny. And I thought, oh, that's so interesting. Like that, like healing and like fun could go together. You know, like mm -hmm. when we're having fun, you know, we're in this moment of joy. Like we can, that can be very healing in our life. And so I feel like God started to kind of show me that in little ways, you know, not like this big boom, but just in little steps, I kept kind of coming back to that. And, um, and then a couple of years ago, he had me start a podcast and I love it. And uh, yeah, I interview really interesting people that, that work mainly in Hollywood. And they, uh, they either tell stories about like knowing Jesus in Hollywood and just cool stories that happen or my last season was called um, an expose on the inner critic. 
So like exposing the inner critic uh, for people, but I interview people who most of us would look at and think they don't have an inner critic. You know, like, like I have friends that are models, right? They're like beautiful and they're paid because of their beauty. But the funny thing is the inner critic still tells them the same thing. You're not pretty enough. You're not good enough, this, that, and the other. And I just find that fascinating that the inner critic has so much, so much guts. I don't know what other word to use, but you know, just like that's kind of gutsy to tell someone who is paid a lot of money in a lot of cases because of their outward beauty. And yet you tell them they're not pretty enough. Like you got a lot of guts there, inner critic, you know? So, <laughs> so I got to been interviewing just a lot of neat people that way. Um, and that's been really really fun. And, uh, and, and then I, people needed more help. And I was like, all right, Lord, what do we do next? And so I created a course called crushing the inner critic, where I teach people how to really uh, think about what they're thinking about, you know, discern their thoughts and put them in buckets, you know, because there's the father of lies, the Bible says, which is the enemy who's who's speaking to us, like, you know, creating thoughts in our mind. Um, not an outward voice. I always like to make that clear. Um, mm-hmm. But an internal voice, it's mean. It's the mean voice I call it in my book. It's mean. And then there's the, the still small whisper of God that's loving and kind because the Bible says God is love. Mm-hmm. And then there's our own voice, which is sometimes there's some ouchies there from our life that can speak to us that are also mean. <laughs> so if we can line our our own voice up with the voice of love, which is God, who's our creator, you know, that's going to get us to a healthier place if we can then ignore the mean voice, you know? So my, my course goes into that. And then I've got some other courses and I don't know, we're all God's doing all kinds of things. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love how you can kind of like start to, like you said, put these things in buckets and like decipher and determine like what, where these thoughts are coming from. And I'm curious, like what, what is the inner critic? Where is it? Where does it come from? And how does it really show up in people's lives? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, the reason I feel like God said do an expose on the inner critic is because I think the inner critic is sneaky. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't even know that I would have called it that before my mentor that helped me with my book gave me my tagline. So she read my book, these 10 lies that keep us from love, right? Fear, worry, abandonment, rejection, all these different lies that try to come and and stop us from doing, from, from the good things that God has from us, for us that are in our mind. I know you talk a ton about mental health and so it's all in our mind. So this is, you know, right down your alley. Um, My mentor called it the inner critic. And I thought, that's interesting. Like I didn't even, it's one of those you know, ways that God can be sneaky in a a nice way, you know, he'll kind of sneak things in there knowing like, this is what I want you to talk about. You don't really know that, but this is what I want you to talk about. And, um, so I didn't know it was, I didn't know what the inner critic was either, to be honest. So it's kind of like you put it on your book and then God shows you later, you know, it's like funny, but what I realized is that I used to think all the mean voices were the enemy any mean thoughts I was having in my head, you're so ugly, Lindsay, you're not pretty enough. You're not good enough. You're this, you're the mean thoughts, right? Like that were in my mind. I thought that's always the enemy. 
And then I also teach people how to hear the voice of God, the still small loving whisper of God. And, you know, so I could hear in my mind, not audibly, I could hear this mean, these mean thoughts, and then I could hear these loving thoughts, right? So I had, I only thought there were two. What I came to realize is that there's also our own voice and, mm. you know, our own voice, like, again, like just life is intense sometimes if we can be real, you know, like we all go through tons of hard things in life. It's unfortunate we're not in heaven yet, you know, but like it's life is hard sometimes. And so through those experiences in life, I don't like to blame it on one certain thing, but like just through experiences in life, you're going to pick up some of those, those ouchies that are then going to create this self-talk, which is either going to line up with the enemy or it's going to line up with God. And when the self-talk lines up with the enemy, that combination, I call the inner critic. So it's like, it's just that combination of like of the mean voice, you know, the enemy's voice and your own ouchies. I call it ouchies to keep it light. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it gets really deep and kind of intense, but, but, you know, again, like there's no shame. We all go through hard things, right? Like the everyone's trying their best usually, you know? So it's like no shame that there's some ouchies in there. I used to shame myself about it. And God was like, what? No. And so even shame is like, you know, part of the inner critic. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of a way if we can get to the inner critic and really recognize what it is and then try to shut it down, I think it'll like lift a lot of other things off of us. Because yeah. you hear a lot, people will say like self-sabotage or they'll have these names for things. And I think those are all right and good, but I like to just, let's just go to the big let's go to the big core thing. And if we can rip that out, then a lot of that other stuff is going to fly away. Mm, wow. I love how you explained all of that. What comes to mind for me is it really comes down to what we are believing and what voices are believing. And this is something I talk about a lot because like in the mental health world, like what you believe about yourself, it manifests in who you who you become it manifests in your body and it can show up as mental illness and physical illness and like problems in your relationships and problems and even just how you see yourself and when we start to believe the inner critic we're believing lies we're believing things that aren't true and then we start to live into that identity so I just think that this really <laughs> lines up with what I teach and what I believe about healing and renewing our minds specifically. Um, and I've had my own experiences too with, with my own, it's like this constant self-talk, this negative self-talk, um, which I think is I don't know if it is, is the inner critic or if it's just like along goes along with it, but I used to have constant negative thoughts about my relationship, specifically like with my husband and probably things I was telling myself about myself that weren't true too, that had to do with identity and value and worth and all of these things that, that you talk about in your book, right? And I, I remember there was a turning point for me when I realized what I was doing in the path that I was going down and that it was going to end in, in misery <laughs> and bitterness and a year, a, a life of resentment. And so that was when I kind of 
realized like God showed me, you need to choose happiness. You need to choose to be grateful. And I'm not talking about like toxic positivity or anything. I'm just saying like what I was looking at and what I was focusing on was all that I could see. It became so big. And so I only saw the negative. I only believed like all of those lies that, that I was focusing on. And that showed up in my relationship with my husband and also how I viewed myself. So I'd love to hear more of your perspective on um, relationships and just how that relates to the topic of like the inner critic and um, identity and God's love for us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's probably been my biggest um, hurdle to overcome is romantic love. So I'm 45, I'm still single. Um, and I mean, I feel like the inner critic just like, <laughs> just like banged me over the head for so many years, you know, mm. and that's actually my book talks about that. I, the book starts off and, and says like, I was on a date for vodka's in because I used to be pretty much an alcoholic functioning. Didn't look like an alcoholic, the typical alcoholic, but for sure was mm. like a broad girl who was an alcoholic. Um, and, uh, you know, so, but the book starts out and it's like, I was on a date for vodka's in consumed with worry, wondering what the guy across the table really thought about me. Am I pretty enough? Am I good enough? You know, then I heard a snarky voice say, Lindsay, we know the answer to that one. Like, you're so ugly. No one will ever love you. You know, so that's how the book begins. Um, So I, I really do talk a lot about like this, this romantic love thing that um, I still haven't even, you know, I've come a long way. I'm very excited, like to meet my husband now, but I wasn't, you know, (laughs) I mean, I'm for a long time, I was like, no, thanks. You know, I was like, yeah, don't want to do that. Looks scary to me. So for me, you know, uh, and we talked about this earlier, but for me, the key was learning to receive God's love first Hmm. because I didn't like myself. I didn't know that again, you wouldn't have known it. I was very happy. I'm a high extrovert. Like I love people, like I love to have fun. So you wouldn't have probably seen the fact that I actually deeply hated myself. I don't even think I knew that, but God knew that. And he knew the remedy was like me learning to love myself, but it it wasn't like that simple. (laughs) I mean, it is that simple, but there was a little process to it. And so, you know, it was like, I remember being a new Christian and, you know, opening up this huge monster book that, you know, is now the new way. And so I'm like, where do I start? And uh, I remember finding the first commandment and I thought, well, I'm going to start here because, you know, I didn't know where to start. And it said, you know, the first commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. And the second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. And I thought, okay, that sounds like a lot, actually sounds like a lot of, I need to do that. So I was like, okay love the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. That's a lot, you know? So, so I didn't feel overwhelmed by it, but I felt kind of like, that's what I need to focus on. And so, um, as I learned to hear God's voice through a ministry that I was a part of, that's where I started to learn how to receive God's love, because I kind of have found in the past 13 years, since I've been a Christian, like, if you can't, and you know this because you're married, right? But like, mm-hmm. if you can't, if you, you can't love someone that you don't trust and you can't trust someone that you don't talk to mm-hmm. and you can't talk to someone you're not connected to. So it's like, we have to learn to like communicate with God because that's, what's going to then build 
trust, which can going to build love, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that we don't go through hard things. And then we're like, ah, you know, whatever. I mean, that happens, but, but like, as I learned to communicate with God and like a real dialogue format, um, then I became able to trust him. And then I would feel his love more, right? Like he loves me no matter what, like he loves me. He loved me before I knew him. He loved you before you knew him. Like he loves every single person listening to this podcast. Like it doesn't matter if you love him. It doesn't matter if you believe in him. He loves you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But, but us receiving his love, us learning to like receive his love and like love him back. Like that's a whole different process actually. And, um, you know, it says in first John, like we love because he first loved us. So it's like, we can't even do the first commandment until we learn to receive his love, which is actually very sweet of him. If you think about it, because Mm -hmm. he provides to us what we need to, to do the first commandment, you know, if you will, with my air quotes here. So it's amazing, you know? And then I remember reading like the Bible, it says, God is love. It doesn't say God created love. It doesn't say God's the best at love. It says God is love. And I thought, wow, that's kind of amazing, you know, because I'm like, I've never really understood love. I mean, you know, I had very loving family, like, you know, it's not that, but it just was like, I never quite understood what is love exactly, you know, like, I want to know. And to learn that God, this one that I believe now created me, knit me together in my mother's womb, like, wow created the universe like this whole thing i'm like he is love like that's fascinating i want to get to know him you know and so it's just been a relationship like any other relationship actually except he's perfect and i'm imperfect and isn't that great you know and so learning to really like let god love me and fall in love with him it's it's helped me to then see what maybe love looks like in a, another person, like, especially like a man, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, you know, it's like kind of learning love from love himself so that then I can kind of like spot, like, what does that look like in another person? And of course, no person's perfect. And I get all of that, but so yeah, that's my key girl. That's <laughs> that it's kind of that simple yet still a little bit of a process, you know, like you and your husband, I mean, you guys had to communicate and learn to trust and you know that oh, was yeah. all it and so that's the same story with God mm. yeah I totally totally agree and yes like when you have a source that's unending and overflowing then you can tap into that and give from that and <clears throat> that's something that I think is just so powerful because as humans we are limited and we, we're limited to our own energy our own time our own ability but with god like we have access to this this never-ending source of of love and i think too like it's so interesting when you read that that first commandment about um love others as you love yourself like what the way that i almost heard that kind of just with what i've been learning about myself lately is that i can only love others as much as i love myself (laughs) I can only love others as much as I allow God to love me. And I think that, you know, I've always taken it to be enough that, that God loves me. I know God loves me, but I also need to love who I am because of how he created me and to be proud of that, be confident in that. And I think, yeah, that 
that just really spills over into everything else in life, how we communicate, how we show up in the world. So yeah, I just think that's a really powerful perspective. Hmm. Yeah. And and that's true. I mean, I'm glad you brought that back around because I kind of left that part out, but you know, since my biggest issue that I didn't know was like kind of hating on myself, which I didn't, I didn't even know I did that. You know, it just Mm -hmm. kind of operating in the background of my life. I didn't know. Um, When God started to teach me how to receive his love, the second step then, but again, it wasn't like one, two, three, it was like kind of longer. It was a little bit of a longer process than, you know, I care to admit, but you know, then he started teaching me like, okay, now you understand how much I love you or not understand, but you know, to a point better Mm -hmm. now you need to love yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I had, there was so much pushback from the enemy and just from like my own brain, because I was like, that's selfish, you know, like, (laughs) you know, it was just so intense, but it was the breakthrough actually. Like that was the part I needed was just to learn to, um, like you said, like recognize who I am, like who I am, like I'm not like everyone and that's okay. You know, like I don't need everyone to like me. That was the other thing. Like, you know, I used to try to be so that everybody would like me. And now I'm like, well, I am who I am. Some people are going to like love my personality. Some people are going to be like that girl kind of drives me crazy. And I just have to be okay with that. And that was hard for me, you know, but as long as I like who I am, I'm far from perfect. I mean, Lord have mercy, but you know, I, I do like, like my quirkiness and, you know, kind of who I am. And, and that's really helped just really shut that, that inner critic up a lot. You know, I mean, he still tries, like he's always, you know, he's always in there beacon about something, but you know, the more I can kind of side with God on, on, um, things, it, it does get better, but it's still a process, you know, I, I still have to work through it. So it's, it's I, I kind of like to say that because I think sometimes we can, especially as Christians, you know, bless us, we, we're trying our best, but you know, like we can be like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, you know, like this should be like super easy and do. And sometimes I feel like God does do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes he does just like pull something out, pop something off, you know, like, and that's amazing when he does that. But I think other times, you know, like he he wants us to learn to renew our minds, right? He wants us to to co-labor with him in it. And so, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm still in the process myself. Like I'm far from perfect, but I'm a lot better than I used to be. <laughs> so, yeah, good. yeah, for sure. And what comes to mind for me is also like, I mean, for one, this is the common theme, I think, with, with everyone who struggles with, with taking care of themselves, at least what I've seen with my patients and my clients is their self-worth. Like, where do they, where do they find the source of their worth and their identity? And, and that all ties back into like what we believe about ourselves. Do we believe we're valuable? Do we believe we're worthy of, of happiness and healing and and love? And, um, that really is what, fuels change in people's lives and that's why I'm just so passionate about like (laughs) really really helping people see like their their worth and their value and um the other thing too that that came up for me when you said that was there's a verse that has been on my mind for a long time 
and it's, I can't exactly quote it. I need to get better at actually memorizing verses, but it, it says something to do with like, we may choose, we may be on this path. We may choose this direction, but God is directing every step. And so it's like, yes, we have our plans. God has an even more amazing plan than we could ever even realize. And sometimes you can't see the end. You can't see the destination. You don't know which direction you're going, but you're on this path and you know that he's guiding you each step of the way. And so I'm kind of on this journey myself of um, just trusting and, and, you know, like it's, it can be messy sometimes. It can, there's, it's not always the state of like <laughs> pure flow and, and peace and happiness um, because there's trials and there's, there's, definitely some struggles but I do believe that there is victory and that we are overcomers because of of who God says we are so yeah I don't want to ramble too much but I'm just getting excited about this topic (laughs) yeah no it's great no you're not rambling at all I mean I totally I totally agree with you like it's um he's I think one thing I have to remember personally is like he is love like that's what the bible says like he's he, and so even this morning to be honest with you of dealing with something and i just was struggling in my mind you know you know all the things going on and i'm like ah. um and i just said god i just you know i just said a little prayer like nothing like super crazy you know but just like god i need to receive your love in this moment you know i need and i just hold out my hands like it's just super simple like i just need to receive your love in this moment you know like and and then you know it was really sweet what I felt like God said back to me like Lindsay it's kind of what you said at the beginning um or maybe it was the middle but you know he said fight back with joy Mm. like enjoy your life because and that that goes into the being grateful thing that goes into you know and and there's times where you know God is really kindly like he's a dad the Bible says right like he's our Abba father right so a good dad um, you know, is going to love us unconditionally, but also going to correct us when we're just doing some silly things that aren't going to help us. And, and, you know, I feel like God has been really clear with me, you know, today he said, fight back with joy, enjoy your life, Lindsay, like, you know, that that's what you need to do. Like, while you're dealing with this other thing, which is not joyful. Okay. It's there. I'm not ignoring it. Like I'm dealing with it, but fight back with joy, enjoy your life, like have fun, you know? Okay. God. But, and that was really helpful to me today, but in the past, you know, I was going through something and I was walking down the street and I was so mad and focusing on the negative, like you were saying that we do sometimes. And, and God really had to teach me like that gratitude list, you know, which sounds so cliche and like whatever, but it's so powerful, you know, to like, what do you have in your life that you're super grateful for? Because we all have things in our life that are that we really do are so grateful for. And like you said, like kind of refocusing our brain. Okay, brain, we're gonna go over here, you know? And and like really focusing on that can pull us out of some deep, you know, weird stuff in our brains. So I'm with you on that. That's like, so it, it God's very practical, I find, you know? I mean, yeah. he's super natural. He's healed me of like incurable blood diseases. Like, I mean, the dude yeah. is amazing, you know? But- <laughs> But at the same time, he is very practical, you know, and he's like, Lindsay, you know, <laughs> sometimes he'll correct you. Like, I need you to like, okay, yes. I always want to hear your pain. And he does. He always wants to hear our pain, but then, okay, we've talked about it. Now we're going to move over here and we're going to, uh, you know, be grateful 
tell me what, you know, what you're grateful for. And, you know, it's like my bed is so comfortable, you know, and I, I love where mm-hmm. I live. I love my home and, you know, just simple things. And that uh, really does change your mind. So it's, uh, yeah, he's totally pretty smart. I always say he is. Yeah. He's the master physician. And he's also like, all of this stuff aligns with science. It's science. I mean, like, um, gratitude has scientific backing. It's also biblical. Um, renewing our minds. That's literally neuroplasticity happening, rewiring, reframing, re, you know, retraining our, our thoughts. And like, that is a huge, important thing to do as Christians. And um, have you read um, Ann Voskamp's book? It's a thousand gifts. I think it's called a thousand gifts. I think Ann spoke at a couple of our conferences back in the day oh, when wow. it was yeah she's amazing but you know what I I read so many books when I became a Christian I was like crazy like I read like all the books but you know what I didn't read hers I don't know why but but yeah tell me about it I mean yeah the way she writes it's so poetic it's so raw and and beautiful and she shares her own experiences with a loss of a child and um she had severe um phobias that limited her and like I think agoraphobia just like leaving the house and all of these things and she ultimately wrote about gratitude and how she wrote down a thousand gifts throughout the year it was her goal to write down a few things every day and it was just the way she wrote was so poetic and and it just made you realize like all the small moments and when I did that when I started to be mindful and bring my awareness to the good things and the beauty around me like time literally stopped like it slowed down and I like embraced and experienced every moment and so that's kind of like what changed for me that's kind of what what flipped when I started to choose gratitude this all happened around the same time so it really is a a rewiring of our brains and I love I love teaching that I love sharing that because it's it's totally possible we don't have to stay stuck in a prison in our minds you know (laughs) That's, I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. I mean, it's so needed. It's like, you know, it's, it's not as hard, I think, as we think. I think sometimes, like, like you said, we kind of label ourselves a certain way. And yes, there's, there's things that, you know, I'm not saying it's all one, I'm not trying to um, blanket say anything, but I would say nine times out of 10, you can do this stuff and it's pretty simple, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, like, I feel like the enemy or the inner critic wants to tell you like, ah, this is who you are. You have this big, terrible thing, you know, and, and this is the way you're always going to be. You were born this way, you know, and just wants to tell us that stuff. And it's like once in a while that, you know, there might be some truth to that, but I think nine times out of 10 and you, you know, you're more in the medical world than I am for sure. Um, but, you know, I think nine times out of 10, like there's a lot of things you can do that are pretty simple and pretty practical to actually shift some of that. And mm-hmm. so I just am really grateful for what you do. I'm, I'm excited to listen to more <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I have a lot of good stuff um, in the works, a lot of good stuff that's out already. And I, you know, those stats are right on because I think, I think genetics are only account for less than 10% of, of disease. Hmm and it depends on the types of diseases, but, but my biggest mission is to empower people into healing because it's that belief. It all starts with that belief. What are we believing about ourselves? And so 
I just love, I love what you're doing. I love that you're in Hollywood. Um, I'm curious, what, are you seeing any themes in like Christians in Hollywood? What are some of the biggest things that are coming up for these people and their stories that they share with you? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, I think it's that they honestly have the same problems the rest of us do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know about your listeners, but I don't know. Sometimes we, you know, walk into the grocery and we see their, you know, their pictures on the magazines or we see them at these beautiful events and we see like beautiful clothes. I love clothes. So, you know, we see the beautiful clothes. We see, oh, you know, gosh, if I had that, you know, or if I was that, then I would be happy or whatever. And what I find is like, no, <laughs> I've met a lot of people who have a lot of the things that a lot of us think if we had, we would be happy money, like unlimited money, you know, beauty, like fancy stuff, like whatever, all of that fame. And they are, have the same problems we have the exact same problems, you know, meaning internally, mentally and stuff, you know? And, um, so I think that, you know, um, that's, you know, and they have really good days. They have amazing stories. And so do we, you know, and then they have like really hard things they go through. And um, so I don't, I talk to them on my podcast. Um, I don't really work one-on-one -on -one with them though. because mm -hmm. uh, My mission is a little bit more about like um, the, the vision I felt like God showed me was um, I mean, a lot of them are my friends and I get to interact with these people and just, you know, just be Lindsay, you know, which sometimes they like, sometimes they don't, but, um, you know, God uses me in really fun ways, but, but at the same time, like, I felt like what God showed me was that, uh, entertainment is so powerful. Like whoever mm. tells the best story, like changes culture. Yeah. And so true. It's true. You know, if you even look back in television, kind of how the world is the way it is now, you can kind of see how television was a big piece of like leading that narrative for people in all kinds of different ways I won't get into, but, but I felt like what God showed me before I even knew that people wrote TV, I didn't even know somebody was like writing the script that then like became a television show, which then we all drink in and like, you know, kind of live from. Yeah. I didn't know that until I realized that. And, you know, I just felt like God said a couple things to me. One, if those people don't know God, if they don't know the true source of love, if they don't know redemption, restoration, all the things that God provides, then yeah, they're going to be writing from their soul, which doesn't make them bad people. They just are where they are, but you know, that's not going to, it's not going to bring the joy and the peace and the love that comes from God into society. You know, it's going to bring whatever ouchies their soul has, you know what I mean? Which all our yeah. souls have ouchies, so no shame there. And so I feel like, you know, that was kind of one thing that God showed me. So as I'm out here and as I'm just friends with people, you know, I mean, God uses them to help me and me to help them. And, you know, it's just like a very like natural, like fun friendship that I have with a lot of people. They do a lot of amazing things when it comes to creativity in Hollywood. But, but then also God showed me like, I want people to get saved, healed and delivered through television, through narratives. Yeah without even knowing it. Like they're just chilling in their living room, watching a show and God's cathartically healing them through story. And he's done that for me a lot. 
a lot, a lot, a lot. I don't even like movies actually. Like this is kind of quirky, but one of my friends, she'll pray for me and she'll get movies and she'll be like, Lindsay, you know, watch this movie. I'll watch the movie. I'm crying, like getting, you know, it's like so funny. So it's kind of like our little thing, but um, God's healed me. I love TV and God's healed me a lot through TV shows. And so, and they're not Christian, like they're just stories, but like the story will connect with me and I'll be able to like cathartically, like move through the emotion with that, with the, um, character and, and it'll pull things out of me. And so God showed me, I want people to be safe, healed and delivered through television story without them really knowing. And so that was kind of a call he gave me years and years, bazillion years ago, 10 years ago. And, um, so that's why this new thing I'm working on is a, is a rom-com. So a romantic mm. comedy, like in Hollywood, they call them rom-coms. I don't know. Maybe everyone calls it that, but I don't know. I never used to watch movies. So I'm kind of new, but it's a rom-com and it's, I can't go into it because we don't want anyone to steal it. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be very like fun and cute, but it's going to be really healing. Like I'll tell you this little secret, each character, um, is going to have a therapist. And so you're going to like dig deep into these women's ouchies, you know, which are similar to some of the ouchies I've had, or just some of, you know, the ouchies I've seen. Um, but it's going to be in a really fun, cute way. So people will love it, you know, but at the same time, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it that I actually can't share because then like keep your content until it's ready. But but I'm super excited because I think it's because again, it goes back to that. Can healing be fun? Yes. And I feel like God's saying, yes. And I so- love that so much. Oh, that's so exciting. That's such a, it's such a powerful medium for sure for sharing and, and, and reaching people, I think. And the fact that you have this special sauce, a special talent of taking something really impactful and really meaningful and being able to give it to someone in a way that's fun and, and um, digestible and, and really just, that's just so cool. I think that's awesome. (laughs) Well, it's all God. Honestly, I, I don't even know. Like sometimes I'm like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) Not all been like this perfect path. I'm like, you know, I have to learn things. Right kind of sometimes it gets a little intense but we're just this vessel (laughs) we're just this vessel being you know filled and directed by something a lot bigger than us so (laughs) and I'm just like sometimes I'm like what are we doing (laughs) but but then you know doors open and you're like oh that's fun you know so it's it's a journey but it's a good Mm -hmm. journey yeah it's fun so Lindsay, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show and to hear your story and what you're doing. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, what your offers are, your book, your course, and the future um, thing that you're working on? Yeah. So I just have my little home on the internet, I call it, which is my website, but it's lindsaymorgan.co. So it's just my name, lindsaymorgan.co. That's kind of where everything lives. Obviously, I'm on all the socials. Well, not TikTok yet, but I'm on uh, Instagram's a fave of mine. I'm 45, so I haven't gotten to TikTok yet, but I'll get there. (laughs) Um, But Instagram, it's Lindsay Morgan Snyder. Facebook, it's Lindsay Morgan Snyder. So you can always come visit me there. And yeah, I, I tend to like 
just be kind of quirky and have fun on there. So awesome. Awesome. So I guys, I will share all of Lindsay's information below so you can um, see what she's up to. And Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. It's been so fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. just finished an episode of the mindful method podcast thank you so much for listening and i hope that you can move forward this week with a renewed sense of peace joy and energy to just start getting closer to the life that you want to live and as always please feel free to send me a message i'm always here to answer your questions i'm here to support you and leave a review if you found this helpful thanks and have a great week